0: Hi! Welcome to the I Just Wanna Chat Podcast. I'm Mary, and guys, I missed you! I really truly did. This is our first week coming back after our two-week hiatus, and you know what? Good things come to those who wait. We have a great episode for you guys today where we work through our many emotions about last night's dramatic season finale of The Bachelorette, and who better to work through all those emotions with than our guest host, Danica Holdway? Chris Harrison was not lying when he said that last night would be the most dramatic season finale ever and clearly we have a lot of thoughts. So stay tuned, it should be a good one. Hi everyone. All right, so just a little bit of housekeeping before we get into the recap and the interview that I had with Danica. I am so sorry that I left you guys hanging for two weeks. I this is gonna sound like kind of conceited, but I really, truly did not think that anybody would notice (laughs) that I didn't make like an episode for two weeks. But I got like a surprising number of messages and stuff back, and that felt like so good to be missed that sounds so stupid but like it did and I'm so sorry that you guys missed the podcast I had like such a crazy month last month my husband I've already talked about it but my husband Alex was away for work for like a month he was actually supposed to be gone until like towards the end of this month too but they like let him come home early which was like such a blessing so nice um But he was way – it was, like, really hard to find sitters for Piper so I could record this. Piper, our baby, has been, like, a little bit more rambunctious and a little bit, like, more needy lately. So I legit, like, had to find a sitter so I could record the podcast. And I could never really work it out. And then, like, last week, my sister Amy got married. And, like, I had, like, a million people staying at our house. And it was just, like, all too crazy. But luckily, like, nothing really too big happened on The Bachelorette while – I was, like, on my hiatus. Like, you would think that, like, the men tell all and the um, overnight dates, like, would produce, like, some pretty good content, but really it didn't. But luckily I did Snapchat. Um, not Snapchat. I did Instagram recap both episodes. So if you follow me on Instagram at at Mary Pearson Arndt, that's M-A-R-Y-P-E-A-R-S-O-N-A-R-N-D-T. Um, if you follow me on Mary Pearson Arndt on Instagram, you can always see... um like little recaps of the show if I choose not to do a podcast. Um, But I don't think that I will be choosing to not do a podcast anymore because I love it and I missed it. And also Bachelor in Paradise is coming up. Did you guys see that preview? Oh my goodness. We'll talk about it later with Danica, but I'm clearly going to have like a lot to chat about um, with Bachelor in Paradise when that comes on air. So yeah, I'm so sorry for leaving you guys hanging. I hope you don't hold it against me. I promise to provide like really good content and really good, like, guest hosts and stuff, and everything is going to be, like, really good from here on out, so thank you so much for sticking with me, and I want to say thank you one more time because we hit 2,000 downloads on the podcast. How cool is that? I'm so excited about it. I know that's, like, not a ton, like, in comparison to, like, other podcasts, but, like, for me, I feel like that rocks, and I'm so excited about it, so thank you all so much for listening, and please, If you have a moment, please subscribe to the podcast. Please rate it. Please um, give us, like, a little review on iTunes. Because, like, as corny as that sounds, it really, really does help the podcast kind of grow. I am really working hard to make this podcast, like, the best that it can be. I'm really trying to, like, provide good content. And I'm really working on the quality um, before I bring, like, sponsorships in and stuff. I was going to bring in ads, um, a couple weeks ago, but I really just felt like I didn't want to until I got that quality up because I felt guilty putting ads on things that I didn't 100%. Um, that I wasn't 100% proud of. I was proud of the content, but I was never proud of the quality and I'm really working to get it up there. So if you could support the podcast by just liking and subscribing, um, that would mean so much to me um as corny as that sounds but really really would um yeah so i think that's the end of like the little housekeeping um announcements that i have to make and so now we'll just go right into the recap and into the interview with danica make sure to stay tuned till the end of the interview or if you're like bored by it just skip to the end because danica talks about this workshop all right that she so, has so about i have danica hold and, away um, here like Danica using planner, is one of like the funniest like people, people that I follow on like like Twitter. Make plans I'm like so Google excited Box. to have her on today. And it's, so yes, Honestly, She's one like of the like funniest people info. I follow on Twitter. So she's a mother of two. If your daughter you decide that like you're bored right about hearing about Bachelorette, just so get feel, you, like, a little skip to the end and listen to Danica with her, does. I guess. She's yeah. so awesome. An internet bond. And yeah, not only is she a Bachelor fan, but she also has a super cool new workshop coming out soon about how to make planning simple and effective and how to kind of like make it not as intimidating as it. Seem sometimes, and Mm -hmm. we'll talk more about that at the end of the show. But right now, we're going to talk about the Bachelor. So, hi, Danica.
1: Hello, thank you so much for having me. Super excited. You don't understand
0: how excited I am. I'm like, not only am I like excited to talk to you just in general because I think that you're so cool, but I'm excited that we have like this awesome finale to talk about last night. Oh my gosh, right? So many things, so many thoughts, so many feelings. Okay, Um, in general, this season has been kind of a snoozer. Agree. Although, like, there have been, like, crazy things that have happened, like, stuff with Dean, and then, like, the, like, nonsense with Lee and everything like that. Overall, like, it hasn't been that dramatic. But last night, I can't remember a finale or any episode being so...
1: emotional. Emotionally investing, I feel like. Like, mm-hmm. like, the drama was such a different kind of drama because... Well, okay, I have to disclaimer. I... Ben Higgins was my first season. Same. So I, okay, good. Okay. Cause sometimes I feel really like people are like these bachelor franchise lifers, right? Where they've like watched every single season. I was not into it. I thought it was really stupid to be fair. I still kind of a little bit think it's stupid, but I really like it and like how stupid it is. So my girlfriends got me, they had been trying to get me to watch it forever. They're like, just come. It's so fun. And I'm like, this is so dumb. Finally, they talked me into it and now I'm like, super super into it way here for this but i just worry that like i don't have like the years of background so i'm glad to hear i'm not you know i, I we're, we're both kind of semi-new yeah
0: and i feel like there's like a new era of like bachelor nation where like mm-hmm. a lot of people did start watching with ben higgins and now it's taken on this whole new thing with like instagram and like we're so invested yeah in, social like, media the blowed up yeah um yeah, like, I started with Ben Higgins, too. I did, I was on bed rest when I was pregnant, so I did, like, go back and watch a lot of the seasons because, like, I had a lot of spare time, and there were uh-huh. only so many times I could rewatch Degrassi. Yeah. But I went back and I, like, watched a lot of them, but I'm in the same boat. Okay, good th- th- th-
1: Okay, definitely, yeah. I think that, like, this season, because they were all so much older and so much more educated than former seasons, that a lot of the drama had to be fabricated, which it always is anyway. Like, I'm not stupid. I know that they make up a lot of stuff to get ratings and viewers, but um, I feel like a lot of the drama was a little more mature. Like, that, like the breakup was so real and, like, kind of raw and a mature breakup. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, I was sucked in. I don't think I've ever been, like, that absorbed or invested emotionally in it was so uh, real and raw
0: where I felt like uncomfortable watching it like I felt like I was like intruding
1: right it made me think of on the office when Daryl is driving Michael and Holly up and to Nashua and like they're breaking up in the van and he's just like driving so he's like calling somebody to talk to him just to get away like that's how I felt like I, I was like I feel like I'm sitting there watching these people break up and I shouldn't be here, and I shouldn't be watching this. Like, I'm, like, intruding on these private moments, which normally I'm, like, eating it up, right? Like, I want to yeah. hear all the dirt and all that. But I was like, oh, they're so hurt. They're so raw and vulnerable right now. Like, I can't
0: believe I'm watching this, but. Oh, my oh. goodness. Yeah, anyway, yeah. That was the best so, comparison. But we'll, okay, so we'll get to the whole Peter- Yes, of
1: course. We got, we got to talk about that Thanks.
0: at length. Yeah, so I guess it will kind of go in, like, chronological order. Um, <laughs> But... I guess um, one thing that we have to address is kind of the format that they shot this show in. Because normally we see the finale and then it's after the final rose. But this time they spliced in Rachel's commentary. And I feel like we heard more from Rachel and Chris than we did. Like, we didn't actually watch that much of actually like what happened in Spain. Yeah. I'm assuming that's because they didn't have that much footage because there weren't two proposals. Mm -hmm. And her parents weren't there where like that's well, not normally what happens that's
1: usually a lot of stuff well and I think too part of it was that they wanted some way to amp up the drama because seriously think about it if they weren't gonna be pulling out all three dudes onto the stage with her like if all we were doing was watching her do fantasy suite which again like both of those were kind of snoozers too mm-hmm. you know like the fantasy sweetheart was like a snooze, and then then there would have only been the breakup and the proposal. It would have been really short and it would have been just, I don't know, emotionally kind of weird to like just watch that happen. So I understand why they wanted Rachel there to kind of break things down and slow everything down a little bit. Yeah. Because it did move pretty fast. And like she even says that. She's like, Is is this such a turnaround from last night to then be getting engaged today? Like I think it would have been, like, a definite whiplash scenario had they not had her there to, like, stop and talk about every single little event in person
0: Yeah, and even, throughout the whole episode. And even though she did, like, have those opportunities to talk, it still did feel like whiplash. Like, and again, yeah. like we'll, we'll get into it later, but just the fact that she went from so devastated with Peter and how it was very apparent that, like, Peter was her choice Ugh. to just, like, going and, like, picking Brian. It felt so, like, anticlimactic isn't even the right word. It felt, like, wrong. Like, it felt like, it what did. am I, Ugh. like, like uh, are we being punked? Like, well, is and Peter think- going to, like, ride up on, like, a white horse or something and, like, stop That's the how engagement? I felt.
1: That's totally how I felt. And we can talk more about that later, too, I yeah.
0: guess. All right, so I, I guess um the show picks up with uh Where We Left Off, like, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. The, this whole, like, story arc this whole season with, like, all the breaks that they've had and then, like, not doing the rose ceremonies at the end of the episode and stuff, like, it it really threw off everything. But, yeah, so we picked up where Peter and Rachel were talking right before their fantasy suite date. And
1: mm-hmm. they, like,
0: resolved some things kind of, like, I don't know. There's not much, too much to be said because they basically had the same conversation later in the episode, only it was, like, amplified. But, um, yeah, so we watched them, like, resolve some things. Do you have anything to add about their conversation that they had?
1: Not really. I mean, I guess it just leads into – just to support, you know, if you're going to play the devil's advocate that, like, Brian is the right choice for her. Like, to be fair, this is an issue that they have had
0: Mm -hmm.
1: throughout the season. So it's not like this is something that just blew up. I mean, it did just blow up in their faces. But it's not like it came out of nowhere – It was a concern that they've had over time. And so I think the fact I'm a little peeved that like, I don't know, I felt like she gave him several chances and she knew where he stood. So I I guess part of me is thinking like, did he lead her to believe that he was going to change his mind or was she just like so set on him changing his mind, but he definitely wasn't going to like. The fact that she, I feel like she almost breaks up with him right there. Mm -hmm. And then she almost breaks up with him at the rose ceremony the next day or whenever that was. And then again, like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like maybe I shouldn't have been as surprised as I was at the way it went down. Because she definitely did address her concerns twice. And even before that, right? Like, in Geneva or whatever. So that's really all I have to say about that.
0: Well, and I feel like even then, like, it proved to me that... Peter was her choice like because she would have sent him home yep instead of if she if she like knew that like Peter just wasn't going going to propose even though Peter basically said like I'm not comfortable with proposing yet I think she was still holding on to that hope and if he said that he would have proposed then he would have been it you know
1: yeah totally well that's why I'm saying like like she clearly was invested in him and like even because she's had no problem throughout this season sending people home as soon as she knows that she's done with them like that's one thing I really love about her I've super respected about her is she very quickly sent people home when she knew she didn't want to do that and I feel like part of that comes from she knows how it feels to be in the house and to be you know trying to compete for this this person she knows that like as soon as you're done you should send them so that they're not wasting time and emotion here so she's been good about sending people home quickly and the fact that she almost did but then didn't twice or more with peter i think you're right like she 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 did want it to be him yeah. she chose him and wanted it to be him
0: it's so infuriating but yeah so from that date then we have brian's date which is uneventful Is like the only thing i don't know what like section of spain there is to do but like and maybe this is because like i don't drink but when i think of spain like i don't think of wineries and yeah, i feel like every single day that they had was like revolved around a wine a winery and i'm like mm-hmm. hmm like there's so much more that they could have done like when top model went there like they spent like two weeks there and they like did so much why well, can't it yeah. be more like top model
1: well, and, like, I just feel like there, there's there been a lot of repetition. And, mm-hmm. uh, like, especially in recent seasons, like I said, like, I've only watched four seasons of this show. Four? Yeah, four of the regular and one batch in Paradise. So, like, I feel like I'm getting bored. Like, I feel like they haven't really done a lot of new stuff. And that's kind of boring. Like, you've got this budget. You've got this show. Like, they could really probably do anything they want. And, yeah, I felt like that was that was pretty boring
0: too so the only thing that i like want to pick up on or that i picked up on with brian's date was i knew he was going to be the winner well first of all like i knew that he was going to be the winner weeks ago like i had my all my theories about him yeah yeah yeah. um because like yeah i
1: like your theories but like because they didn't show like anything negative negative. Up until, like, the parents. It would have been so easy for thing. them to give
0: him the villain edit. It would have been so yeah. easy. And then they mm-hmm. chose not to do it because he was a winner. Yep. But anyway, I knew that he was going to be the winner again because what they showed when they woke up. With Eric and with Peter, they showed them, like, just waking up and, like, going out to breakfast and stuff. Mm-hmm. With Brian's, they showed them, like, waking up in bed together and they were, like, laying down and cuddling and, like. Yeah, yeah like eating strawberries or whatever. And it was like a little bit more like sexual and yeah. like Rachel's just so classy. And you know that she, um, even with her like overnight date with Nick, do you remember she woke up and she was wearing those, like that penguin. Like the footy pajamas. Yeah. yeah. Loved it. But yeah. So I think that showed to me too, like, Oh, okay. She's okay with the illusion that they like got it on. Um,
1: yeah. I think so too. I didn't think about that till now, but that totally makes sense.
0: Yeah. So it was pretty clear to me then too. So then I just started, like, rolling my eyes for the duration of the rest of the three-hour <laughs> special. Yep. Um, but, yeah, so then we have the rose ceremony the next day, and she is getting ready to eliminate the guys, and then she poignantly says to Peter, but, like, not to Peter, but, like, you know, like, I am not here to date. I am here to get engaged.
1: And you see him just, like, the look on his face is like someone just kicked him in the tenders. Like, mm-hmm. he- looks like well that's me I'm going home and then you see like I think it was so funny especially Eric when he's on after the final rows. like homeboy showed up in a t-shirt and sneakers and was like confident it was like I'm fine I'm fine and then Peter's like gripping like I'm going home and then that honestly surprised me the most I feel like out of the whole episode was that rose because I was pretty certain that Peter was going home. I somebody had spoiled it for me, so I knew who the winner was a couple oh, weeks yeah. ago. And so, I mean, I knew, I knew who it was, and so I was certain that Peter was going home right then. Um, I mean, really, when when it comes down to it, when Rachel rolled in in the Lady Gaga studded shoulder padded outfit, we should have known that there were a series of bad decisions that were going yeah. to fall. Like, Like, we all should have been, like, oh, (laughs) my goodness, what is coming? That should have been the signal for us, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. And just, first of all, Rachel has, like, one of the best bodies. Like, there was a time where she was just, like, sitting on the couch with one of the guys, I can't remember who. And it just showed her, like, relaxed. And you could see, like, how, like, muscly her arm was. Like, she's in, like, amazing shape. She's
1: fit. Well, the white dress. The white dress she wore to, to the whole, you know, the live apple, the final rose or whatever, like, Girls got it, and I don't know what inspired her to to wear that red dress.
0: It was just a travesty. And it was, like, see-through, and you could, like, see her undies, and you could, like, see her bra and everything. It was just, like...
1: Oh, and and red is not her color, right? Like, red made her skin look, like, super, like, ashy and dull, and, like, her makeup looked okay, but, like, I, I don't know. I've been a big fan of most of the stuff that she's worn this season, and I didn't love the silver dress she wore for the rose ceremony or for the proposal either, like... I don't know. I feel like she's phoning it in these last few episodes.
0: I don't even care what she wore for the proposal, because the proposal was garbage. It was. I hated it. I didn't even watch it. Like, we were, when we figured out, like, once Peter was gone, we were just like, "What? why are we here? I watched the proposal, then I stopped watching after the final rose. I did watch it back this morning, because, you know, I'm like a serious journalist. but (laughs) But I didn't, um, yeah, I did not care last night. But anyway, so she eliminates Eric, and Eric is a gem. Could you... Like, he's so respectful. He said the sweetest things. You could tell that he was hurt, but he was... Just... He he genuinely loved her. And I really do think that he... I'm not, like, a big right reasons person. Like, I think everyone goes on the show at least open to the opportunities that being on TV... Like, what being on TV could provide them. Right. But, um he he was just like so genuine and I really think that he went on there like to fall in love and to get engaged.
1: Yeah, and I was not a big Eric fan for most of the season. I really didn't start liking him until the, f- the hometowns. Mm-hmm. And seeing him interact with his family and seeing her interact with his family, I definitely started to like him a little bit more. Um, I don't know what it is about him. He's just always rubbed me kind of the wrong way. I never had any like real concrete beef with him, but... Then I really did respect the way he was at the after the final rose. Like he was super respectful. He was way nice. He was, was just like her, really so honest. Are you, in love? Are you happy? But... Yeah, that was really sweet. And I really felt like he. I really do think he's a good guy. I also think he is um, very carefully laying a path to reentry into Batch mm-hmm. nation at some point. I think that
0: that was his bachelor right. bid.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah but, i think so too. i hope it isn't him but i i think he's making a case for himself for
0: sure i would like love it if it was him although i don't think that like i would love it just because i enjoy him but i don't know like how good of a season it would be i think like if he got it i'd be like happy for him but i would be like bummed like oh like what kind of like how's he gonna interact with the girls like how's that whole thing gonna play out
1: Well, and I would say, I mean, I feel I would rather watch him than Ben or Nick. Like, Ben is the most boring human on planet Earth, and I. Have you heard the rumors of Ben
0: 2.0?
1: That would be great. Let him get another shot.
0: Yeah. Like, there's a lot of rumors that he might be it next season. Oh, my gosh. Well, okay. I think that the ball's just in Peter's court. And if he says that he doesn't want to do it, then they'll go to other people. But. I don't know. We could talk about Peter's bid for Bachelor later, but. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yep. Eric is just a class act, and Rachel was so nice to him and so horrible to Peter, which is very telling, but we'll get it. I think so too. Yeah, yeah, we got to talk about that later. Yeah. All right, so. It's time to talk about the Peter date. I'm not skipping anything, right? It went from Eric being nominated yeah. to Peter, right?
1: I think so. Or did it go to Brian's
0: Day Date? Oh yeah. Yeah, it did go to Brian's, Brian's Day Date. But like did D-Date. anything important happen? No.
1: Um I I mean I guess the fact that Brian
0: um
1: just like kinda noticed that she was off. Again, I don't love Brian. I am not like team Brian. I did I I I was very early on. I picked Brian for my fantasy team on night one because He, I felt like they had instant physical chemistry. He kisses her and like, dude kissed her, right? Like he kissed her and meant it. And it was a hot, good kiss. And I was like, okay, that guy's on my team. And so Brian has been on my team from day one. And I felt like they always had good chemistry. I don't necessarily love him. I definitely don't think he was the right choice. Um especially considering his mother. But um, I will say that, like, I was impressed at his, like, he was very intuitive to know that she wasn't all in, she wasn't all there, and he tries to kind of course correct that. That was the only thing I really noticed with their day date. She just, she definitely was mentally not present. Yeah. Although, again, that speaks to her emotional state after being unsure with Peter again, you know?
0: Yeah, I I think that her attitude towards Peter, like, really, like, kind of seeped into her date with Brian, and Brian did, like, pick up on that, but I don't know. Other than that, the date was pretty uneventful. Mm -hmm. I was just, like, in anticipation. Like, so, last night, I went on Twitter, and I, like, blocked the bachelorette hashtag, and then, like, keywords, like, bachelorette and stuff, and I blocked Peter and Brian, um... Just so I could, like, still go on Twitter, but, like, not get spoiled. Sure. But, like, that did not work. I don't know how I got around this. But as I was watching the finale, um, right before Peter's date, I saw a tweet that said, like, how dramatic Peter's date was going to be. So, like, I didn't even, like, pay attention to Brian's date that much, unfortunately. Or maybe fortunately, because I don't like him.
1: Yeah, and you really didn't do anything.
0: (laughs) Well, I was just, like, in anticipation, like, okay, what's going to happen in Peter's date?
1: Yeah, well, and, like, that's kind of how, I think, like, that might have even been how she was. Like, she just had this, like, okay, Peter, like, double down. I'm keeping you here, so Mm -hmm. figure it out. And then she goes on this date with Brian, and she's really distracted. The one thing I will say, like I said, like, Brian notices she's not all there. And then he makes a really strong play by being so all in. Mm -hmm. Like, he really doesn't waffle that much where you see, like, other people in this stage kind of waffle, like, well, I love them, but I don't want to get hurt. He just kind of goes all in, and he's just like, I love you, I want to be with you, I want to marry you. Like, it's such a stark contrast to this constant tug-of-war with Peter that, like, Brian is just, he was just so confident and so sure and so all in, like, he's such a solid choice for her, which, again, is unfortunate because I think it allows her to I don't know. If she had been less sure about, like, if if Brian had been less of a sure bet, I think it may have changed the outcome. Because it's like, yeah, Peter's not willing to commit, but, you know, if you had another guy who was still kind of, oh, I don't know if I'm going to commit, Peter would have been an easier choice. But the fact that it's like, if she all she wanted was a ring, and Brian has been telling her for so long, like... I'm here to marry you, I'm going to marry you, I'm going to marry you. She knows he's getting down on one knee and proposing tomorrow, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that, that that's what Brian does during his date, right? As he goes all in, lets her know, I'm serious, I'm here, I'm going to marry you. And that, that I think, is a critical thing, pushing her into Peter's date that makes it just as dramatic, you and know? And
0: to me, but, like, maybe I'm just biased because I just really do not like Brian. Mm-hmm. But I think that that was... The prime example of Brian playing his cards right. He knew that Peter had doubts. I'm sure a producer, like, tipped him off about, like, what happened the night before. Mm-hmm. And Brian was so much more all-in than he already had been, where, like, to me, it was showing me that, like, he had been tipped off somehow, and he was showing Rachel, I am a sure bet. If you want a ring, like, if you want a proposal, I will give you that. I know yeah. that the other guy won't. Yep, 100%. Yeah. And, yeah, Brian is a skis, but... Whatever she's engaged, he knows again. what he's doing, yeah. Um, so he, I guess he's smart, um, or Rachel's gullible, either one. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so that leads us to Peter's date. And did anything like notable happen in their day date? They like went to a cathedral, they hung out, they're both super attractive.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know, I thought it was weird. I always think it's a bad sign when they make him do a super boring date. Like, I mean, Dean had to go to a church, remember? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think that's, like, a super unfair... Like, I would be lit. But, I'm like, you are the producers of The Bachelor. You take people, dog sled racing and all this other fun freaking stuff, and I have to go to a church?
0: Yeah, like, like in a language no. that I don't like, understand. Why do you, like, I'm yeah, not why interested. do I have
1: to go and, like, listen to this, like, cheesy-looking monk give us marriage advice in broken, weird English, like... No, that's such a, I would be really pissed if that was me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, Peter rolls with it because he's nice and he's chill and he's great and everyone loves him. So he just kind of rolls with it. That's really all that I remember other than just, he. and he says this, he's like, I knew that the night was going to bring the discussion that we needed to have. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's kind of where it lands. Like, there's really nothing that notable during the date. And you're just kind of waiting to see, like, where the night ends and the night ends with everybody crying and the world crumbling to the ground
0: I I can't even like begin I don't even know where to begin with their night portion of the date like I went into it again because I saw that thing on Twitter I already like went into it with a lump in my throat but I did not expect to be like so emotionally wrecked by it like I was seriously crying which is like so embarrassing Well, that's
1: how we were too, like with my group of people. And we we kind of don't take it all that seriously, Mm -hmm. but it was just like, I don't know, I guess because I really could identify with both of them, Mm -hmm. you know, like you understand where Rachel's coming from, like she's had this, I mean, and, and part of it too is, yeah, I went to BYU, I spent four years in Provo, I understand acutely the issue of wanting a guy to commit to you and maybe even focusing a little too much on a proposal versus actual relationship material. Mm-hmm. And also a guy may putting too much into a proposal or postponing proposals or whatever, um, in favor of just dating forever. So I understood where Rachel is coming from and wanting that security that comes from a commitment. And like, bro, you know what this show is like, you <laughs> What did you think was going to happen? Like, did you just really not think that it was going to lead here? Or is there something wrong? Like, if you loved me more, would you be willing to do, you know, would you be at that place already where you could propose? I understood Rachel and felt for her. But I understood Peter, too. And, like, especially the fact that she clearly wanted him, you know? And, like, I guess, what are you willing to do for him, Rachel? Are you not willing to wait a little longer or... Go against the producer, you know, and and part of me wondered too, like how much of this is real because it felt really real to me. But I also wonder, like, were the producers breathing down their necks? Like, no, you can't just end this without a proposal. Like you have to get a proposal. And doesn't this feel like your old relationship or, you know, I I wonder if looking back, she would have done something different, you know, had she not been on the show or having producers pushing her or the pressure that came with it. I don't know. It was hard. Like, feeling both sides
0: was really hard. That was what made it emotional for me. Yeah, and, like, in speaking to what you just said, I don't – I really think that she wanted a proposal so bad, and she she settled. And I could understand why she would settle. Like, I could – like what you said a little bit earlier, like, being in Provo and, like, having, like, that, like, dating scene and everything. Like, I mean – I remember, like, dating guys and, like, wanting, and I'm saying this as somebody who got married when they were 20 years old, so it's not like I had to, like, wait a long time, but, like, in that space and time, like, it felt like forever to me, mm-hmm. um, and, like, and I'd have these boyfriends, or, I'd, like, I'd have guys I was, like, super into, and I'd be, like, why won't they just, like, commit to me, and then, like, I dated Alex, my husband, for, like, two months, and then I was, like, we like said that we loved each other. We knew that we wanted to get married. So I'm like, all right, then why wait? Like if you said that you want to marry me, yeah. then, like, I think marry me. Like, yeah. like let's, let's get married Watch at the end it, of the summer. Please. I know yeah. it's June, but like, let's get married in August. And he's like, whoa, what? Like I was a single man, like two months ago. And now like you're yep. saying that I have to marry you in August. And I'm like, yep. Like, why are you afraid to commit to me? Like I was, as much as I like am hating on Rachel, I was so Rachel. Like when I, Not saying that I, like, settled at all. Like, I was, I was right. Right, but like that idea
1: of, like, well, you know, so what's the, what's the point of
0: waiting? Yeah. So you're saying that, like, you're in love with me and that, like, you want to have kids with me and that, like, this is, like, what our life is going to be, like, so why wait? Like, why, like, live apart still? Like, why, like?
1: Well, I think that, it totally made sense to me, too, but I think it also put them in a weird position where, like, they're not allowed to say anything about being on a show. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, they're not allowed to, if they say it, they cut it and make them say it again and they have to see journey or whatever. Yeah. But like, that's the reality of the situations. Like you went on this show where you knew that like cumulative, you're going to spend maybe two days worth of one-on-one time together, mm-hmm. maybe. And like, so I understand Peter's hesitation, but I'm also like, what did you think was going to happen And also, like, I think it's sometimes a little unfair for Rachel to compare this to her past relationships that weren't on a show, that weren't on a time constraint, that weren't, you know, such a limited amount. Like, I think it's unfair to say, like, why can't you just commit to me? And he's like, I've known you six weeks. Like, I don't know. Like, he can't say that. He can't say that. He can't emphasize that. And I'm sure that's something that probably did come out in their in their breakup that obviously the producers would cut. But like. I don't know, that's one thing that was, like, so hard and, like, felt so real. But, like, such a big part of this fight was the fact that they were on a show. And it just, like, makes your heartbreak to think, like, if they had found each other just out there in the world. It would have been perfect. It would have been perfect, you know? And, like, that's what was so heartbreaking. And then especially to see her end up with Brian, who I just don't feel like was totally the right choice. Like, that was so heartbreaking to turn around and have to watch her get engaged and talk about how happy she was. Mm -hmm. You know, like that was, that was traumatic. That was traumatic.
0: And just like a couple more things about Peter. Like it was very apparent to me how raw the conversation was for a couple reasons. One, I was able to tell that they did cut a lot out. So speaking to what you just said, I'm assuming that they did have those conversations. Like I have known you for six weeks. I am in love with you. I'm shocked I'm in love with you, but like, I need more time in order to propose. I think that they like kind of cut out some of those parts of the conversation for sure. But how, like, it was so raw. And Peter is someone who, although, like, I've loved him, like, the whole season, I am, like, the first to admit that he is very poised. He's very controlled when he talks. He's He is very conscious of his image. He's very conscious of the fact that, like, whatever he says is going to be dissected. So he's always trying to say the right things. Yeah, And the only times he's kind of slightly gotten into trouble um, is when he says things kind of, like, off the color, like, not really thinking. Um, Yeah. But, like, it was so... Maybe I was so affected by it because it did feel, like, so real. Like, not the fact that they were both crying. Because we've seen Peter cry. And we've seen Peter, like, give his little stories about, like, his last breakup. Like, I watched her in my rearview mirror. And she had tears streaming down her face. Like it wasn't that kind of Peter speech. This was a real like what is wrong like when he said like what is wrong with me that's like, what is when wrong I with me? Ah. like I was already crying. But he was like And then on his after the final row segment, which I guess we could just like hop right into because it happens this way, like chronologically. On his after the final row segment when he he's just so timid And you know, like, he's had all these months to think and prepare, like, what to say at this moment, but it was so, like, raw and so, like, I don't know. He still didn't speak very much. He didn't speak very much because he was just, like, I think that he was just really hurt, and I don't think that anything was ever resolved between them. Like, when he said that he tried to reach back out to Rachel one more time and Rachel didn't allow it, I was like... Oh my goodness, and just in general, my respect level for Rachel went down, like, ten notches during the, after the final rose special.
1: Especially when she kind of, like, tried to shade him. Yeah, she started out okay, and you could tell it was really timid, Mm -hmm. but, like, it started out okay, and then it just, like, kind of quickly goes downhill to where she seems angry, she seems frustrated.
0: bitter, and...
1: And I think part, and totally bitter. So, like, I definitely think that they did not work through stuff. They did not land in a good, like, place. Mm -hmm. And I also think she might have needed to distance herself. Like, it's got to be so hard to, like, sit there and watch that and, like, go through that again. And to be able to hear and feel all the people in the room with you that are, like, experiencing that emotion and feeling upset. And then to, like, watch you get engaged to Brian and... I have to assume that like probably quite a few people in that room were unhappy with mm-hmm. that. And so I think you mis- might even feel this need to like, okay, well, they're about to watch me get engaged to Brian. So I need to prove that I'm not. To- well, and then Chris Harrison <laughs> continues like, did, did you break up? Did you break up? Is that a break? Like it's almost like he didn't want it to be true either. And like they just keep rehashing. It, and I think she just like really lost her patience and thought like, this can't keep going on like this. Like I got engaged to Brian. I'm committed to Brian. Like this needs to turn into Brian time, not Peter time. And Mm -hmm. she, I think that really bled into the way she kind of got a little snippy and was definitely
0: unhappy. And yeah,
1: it, it, it definitely changed my opinion of her a little bit. Unfortunately.
0: I think that she ultimately, like, I think now, like in August, I think that she is in an engagement where she's happy and, And I do think that's very possible for people to, like, love more than one person in this life. And, like, you're able to kind of make things work with, like, many different people, you know? Um, But I think that overall, like, she showed last night with how, like, snippy and how, like, mad she was and stuff that she was very much in love with Peter. It was very apparent that Peter would have been her choice and that Brian was second best. And it was very apparent that Rachel was embarrassed by the fact that Peter would not propose to her. I think well, that's where I a lot of her stubbornness think, came from.
1: Yeah. Like I think I, that totally makes sense. Like, I think I would be embarrassed. I think I would be still really confused. Like I what, I mean, cause I think she, and she says it over and over, like the show isn't for I mean, she's trying to say what she can't say is the show isn't for you. Well, she like, does say not it once, live, yeah, and, like, it was kind of, like, and I wonder if they're doing that, too, to, like,
0: submarine his efforts, like, Torpedo's well, efforts. I think that was her, her just being bitter again, trying to, like, slash his chances. And when she did that little, like, I'm living my best life, like, kind of thing, like, it was so dis-
1: That like, was rude so and disrespectful. disrespectful. Yeah, like, I don't know. I just, like, it, like, brought me back to, like, my high school breakup when it was, like, me and my high school boyfriend broke up before senior year. And I just felt like the whole time I needed to be proving to everybody that I was better without him. And like, anytime he was going to see me in the halls, I better be looking a hundred emoji. And like, that's what it felt like to me. And it like brought back these feelings of like embarrassment and shame and like just immaturity, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like looking at her cause that those aren't words that I would use to describe Rachel at all. Like she's been a picture of class this whole yeah. time she's been so self-possessed and so confident in her decisions and able to make tough decisions and able to balance her brain and her heart really well I feel like like I know it's a show and it's, whatever I really do genuinely feel like she balanced her brain and her heart so well and then that in that moment it just was she just, it just made me sad in the way yeah it just made me sad cuz i just felt like you had something really cool and awesome with peter and instead of taking a little bit of a risk mm. you chose a ring you know, and that's sad. It was just sad. And it was sad to see that she didn't seem fully confident in that decision. Um, and I wonder if she's overcompensating for that. You know, in the in the proposal, she seemed really over the top. Mm-hmm. And in the after the final rose with Brian, she seemed really over the top. Like, it just, I don't know. Yeah, it just didn't seem to me.
0: And that, like, I'm living my best life moment, you could tell that that was kind of, like, rehearsed. And I can't fault her for, like, the fact that it was rehearsed that much because how many times, like, do you get into, like, an argument with somebody or, like, after a breakup or, like, a fight with a friend or something? Like, you just keep playing in your head, like, oh, like, if I saw them again, like, this is what I would say. Or maybe you're, like, maybe you don't do that. Like, maybe you're not, like, Oh, no, I like do. Totally. But, I agree. But, <laughs> but, like, it felt like she was having her moment where she's, like this is what I would have said, and, and he hurt me so bad, and la, 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 la. But, yeah, it was very clear that Brian was her choice. Or, no, no, Peter was her choice. Brian Peter was, was her, her choice. choice. Yep. So, and I guess that leads us over to the proposal. If you were Brian, how would you feel watching Last Night Back?
1: I would be very concerned. Mm-hmm. Right? I would be very, very concerned. Like, if you put yourself in... Like, even, like, your husband's shoes and, and, like, if you, the girl he had dated before and even, I mean, obviously, that's not a realistic situation that immediately before getting engaged, but, like, I would be concerned if I knew that there was a girl that Ryan had dated that he, like, really, really, really wanted Mm -hmm. her to marry him and she just said no, let's wait, I feel like I would always worry a little bit, that like, if she came knocking on our door, would he just go, you know, or, like... You know, if, if, you know, down the road, things are tough with us, would he go off for for this girl that he clearly was in love with? You know what I mean? Like, Brian has this video evidence that she was in love with Peter and really, really wanted. Because she says, she says it over and over. I want you to want to propose to me. I Mm -hmm. want you to want this life with me. Like, oh, I can't imagine what that would feel like. And I think that that is what made me like Brian least out of all the things that he's said or done or not done this season was that he seems so unperturbed by that yeah because i don't think he really cares all that much i mean i do think he likes rachel but i don't think that he sees this as like a full a forever thing i think he'll
0: write it out as long as he can and i think he knows the benefits i mean even listening to them last night when they're like miami dallas or la like he said that like they might live in la when like Rachel that was being, kind of like oh really oh, so that's this hmm. hmm.
1: yeah and like, because I just feel like any normal guy would be really really concerned you could still be all in if you really genuinely were in love with her but I think anybody with half a brain would have to be concerned about the things that were said yeah. um and the, and the conversations that were had and like Brian and Rachel weren't able to sit down and talk about that before they got engaged like You know, and and I'm sure they've talked about it since. But I'm sure she was like, "Hey, the leads are. I'm not sure what they're going to show."
0: What? So the leads and the fiance are allowed to watch the show back, like a couple weeks in advance. Okay. They play it off like, like, "Oh, so Brian, you just watched that for the first time. What do you think about this?" Um, Luckily, but he's seen that. Yeah, like they do get a little bit of time.
1: So they've been able to talk about that and land in a good place. But like, I also think
0: even prepare you for that.
1: Seriously, and and, uh, what can make you feel better about it? I mean, I guess you, I think the only thing that would make you feel better is time, Mm -hmm. you know, and like being able to talk about it with your spouse or your fiance and be like really secure. And I think the fact that he is still so blatantly over overly secure in that relationship was really like, okay, well, he doesn't really fully understand it or he doesn't care. And maybe that's not the case, but that's how it felt and that's how it came off for
0: sure for me for sure so then I guess like just to kind of tie things up a little bit how do you like their chances like I don't know because they will get married
1: you believe they will
0: I I think so or I think yeah and I think maybe maybe just out of sheer will Mm -hmm. I think out of pride
1: yeah absolutely I do not think they'll last super long I would see them lasting a, a few years Yeah. You know, Um, I don't don't think it's going to be like a Ben and Lauren thing. Um, But that being said, I mean, she does look happy, even if she's faking it. I don't think you could fake all of that. I think she is in love with him, but I think that
0: she was more in love with Peter.
1: Yeah, I think she was hoping it would be Peter, um, of course, but that Brian's okay. Like Brian's going to I think it's going to work out. I think they'll be able to write it out for a while. She does seem happy. He seems into it. Um, It'll be interesting to see how public they are. How, you know, if they just like really embrace this public lifestyle, or if they genuinely just want to be married and have their life. Um, I'd be interested to see what her, you know, if stuff comes out about her family or his family. I the weirdest thing about Brian Farrenway is his mom. So yeah, I love that they brought that up, and that she's like, "Yeah, I talked on the phone to his mom a couple of times." If you have ever had to have the conversation with a guy that you're dating that you should come before their mother. That is a huge red flag. And that was super concerning to me. The mom was super weird. But the fact that, like, they had to, she had to ask a couple of times, and impress him a couple of times so that he understood, no, I need to come before your mother. Because he literally said, it's my mother. It's my mother. I love her. She's always yeah. going to come to my life. And she's like, well, that does until, not work. That does until not me, like, until, yeah, that's it. That's not how that works. So. There's some definitely Bates Motel stuff going on there. I think it's really strange. It's going to be interesting to see what... I just what...
0: wanted to call CPS that whole episode. I'm like, <laughs> uh, you could only say that you're in love with your son, like, so many times.
1: It's so weird. It was so weird. So that'll be interesting. That's going to be fun to see what they, uh, what they do with
0: that. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I think that they have some definite life things that they need to figure out. Because at the end of the day, like, they could be so in love with each other. But that does not change the, the fact that Rachel... She was... Or Rachel love is licensed to practice. She has passed the bar in Dallas, like in Texas. hmm And Brian has a chiropractic practice in Miami. He's licensed to practice in Miami. hmm And Rachel is very vocal about the fact that she wants to be an attorney still. Like she's not trying to like sell like Fit Belly Tea or like blue hair vitamins on Instagram. Like, she is trying yep. to, like, keep She's her got a career. career. So, one of the, well, and one and the of them fact... is going to have to move. Who's it going to be?
1: Well, and the fact that they've had months to talk about this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because they're allowed to talk on the phone. They just aren't allowed to be seen in public together, right? So, yeah, like... and
0: they they get to get together every weekend. Like, they, the Bachelor producers, like, fly them to, like, a place to meet up.
1: Okay. So, they have had ample time to talk about this. And maybe they have a firm plan but they just aren't ready to share it yet whatever but i just like found that so strange like that's such a key critical crucial <laughs> part of your future together and the fact that like you don't even really have a satisfactory answer months later is a little weird and again like you said like they both got careers they're both like entrenched in their careers and reputations in their cities it's not going to be that easy you know it's not like one of them's trying to be an instagram model and can just up and move to a new city yeah Like. It's, it's kind of important. So, yeah, I thought that was a little strange.
0: It'll be interesting to see where that goes. It was very strange, but, you know, I do wish them the best as much as I don't like Brian and as much as I, my view of Rachel is now flawed. You want the best for these people, like, I guess at the end of the day. I don't know. but
1: Yeah, like, I genuinely hope that
0: they figure it out and they're super happy. It'll
1: be fun. Like, I still like Rachel, but it's like, it's almost a gift we, uh, you know, I, I lost some respect for her because I think it made the blow a little easier. Yeah,
0: I was to be just, like, okay,
1: well, yeah, you have like, fun with you guys. Deserve right? each other. Great. Have a great. Have a great life. Genuinely hope they have a great life. Yeah. Honestly, we don't deserve Rachel and Peter together as a society. I don't think we've earned it. Could you imagine um,
0: like what would happen? Can you imagine it would just be like this be so beautiful? Their
1: life, their Instagram. Like we don't deserve their little gap toothed kids. Oh my god. We, we don't deserve it. We just don't. No. So, but, like, Rachel and Brian, something we can swallow. It's fine. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, well, yeah, so I guess that's it. I'm so glad that we get Bachelor in Paradise next week. Did you get a chance to watch the preview?
1: Um. Yes, we T-voted back and watched it, like, three times in a row. So.
0: I don't think that I've, like, watched it enough to dissect it. All I can say, though, is I'm very shocked at how raunchy it was, given the scandal. I thought that they were really going to dial it back, like, in terms of yeah right but all they did was show how sexual the season is Mm -hmm. and then they showed the footage of Ren in the pool i was like this is." (gasps) i know i'm like are they just leaning into this and it begs the question
1: was it all a publicity stunt all along i don't think it was a publicity stunt but i hope i hope it wasn't but like for a second there i was like i was under the impression that they were gonna just like cut that entirely out of the season Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and move on because everyone else just wanted to go have some good clean slash dirty fun and so that was that was definitely surprising to me that they even showed Corinne and Demario um and that they showed that actual footage and that they were unabashedly playing up how sexual and racy this season is gonna be like totally agree with you it's shocking
0: super excited obviously i'm so excited but it's one thing to address like the elephant in the room and it's another thing to take a a accusation of sexual assault and use it to drive ratings and make a storyline about it like yep. it, it it felt icky it felt yeah. gross i don't know but that being said i'll still watch uh my moral compass isn't uh exactly like pointing pointing north on that one yeah for um, sure I'll I'll watch probably no matter what
1: um yeah I hope they they find some love
0: yeah well thank you so much for recapping the show with me today yeah it was fun and I do want to kind of um like take a couple minutes to talk about the planning workshop that you're going to be doing because I'm so excited about it I feel like I have I have bought so many planners at the beginning of every year I've made so many like shared Google calendars like with my husband where I'm like, I am going to do it this time. And then like yep. three days into it, I like just completely like throw caution to the wind. So what totally. kind of is, um, is like the goal with your planning workshop? How have you kind of like, um, seen how like planning and kind of like organizing your life? Like how is it kind of like enriched your life and like made things easier and simpler for you and why did you like feel the need to make this workshop for others
1: yeah so background on me um I've always been super type a list maker um I never forgot homework assignments huge dork like that's always been me um I was a teacher junior high for four years and so I had to keep track of 200 kids I had two preps I taught two different classes three of each so I mean, I had a lot of stuff to keep track of and to schedule and to plan out. Um, And I'm pretty extroverted. I have like a pretty, I I need to get out and do things and I'm in clubs and I throw parties and whatever. So it was just kind of a survival mode thing for me that I had to be such a planner. Um, And then when I had my daughter, Reese, who is two and a half, I quit my job and I was just a stay at home mom. And I thought it really kind of, was like, oh, my gosh, now what do I plan? And I would look at my planner, and it would just be blank because I couldn't ink anything in, right? Like, as a stay-at-home mom, like, sometimes really can't make plans because it's like, well, she might wake up, or then she'll nap, or then I don't know what's going to happen, you know? And I kind of had, like, an identity crisis there where it was like I went from, like, this super structured world to chaos, (laughs) like, baby chaos, right? And so I kind of – that's when I, like, kind of had – you know this, like, where I developed this philosophy and this idea of like planning is not just about remembering your doctor's appointments or remembering people's birthdays or whatever. It's not even really about planners, you know, because some people a paper planner just not going to work for them, and that's okay. So, like, you know, I, I don't want to shame people into you know their, for their empty, naked planners. Mm-hmm. But the idea is just basically, you are in charge of your time. And to get your life the way you want it to, you have to kind of do certain things, take certain steps to make your life like the ideal life. So like when you're looking into your future and like, what do you want Mary of two months, six months, a year, five years to look like? What do you want that life to look like? You have to kind of plan and take control of your time in order to make that happen. And so that's what the class is about. It's just about like, Whether you're a stay-at-home mom, whether you're a work-at-home mom, whether you're a single student, whether you're a full-time, you know, kick-ass worker in an office, like, whatever your life is, this class is not focused on being a stay-at-home mom or a student or whatever. It's focused on how do you see your life, you know, where do you want that life to go, and then how can you just, like, make it happen and stop feeling so, like, run around by your own schedule? You want to run your day, your day shouldn't run you. All those stupid Pinterest motivational quotes, they're great. But, like, this class is all about turning those into reality, basically, so that. like the action. Yeah, you're not procrastinating things. You're not forgetting birthdays and doctor's appointments. You're not up late the night before, you know, some lesson you're supposed to give, throwing it together. um, And that you're doing things that are moving you in the direction of your goals. You're doing more of whatever it is you like. You're reading more or crafting more or seeing your friends more, or you finally write that book you've been wanting to write or start that blog or start your amazing bachelorette podcast. Like, you know, how do you get those things to happen in your life? That's the whole premise of the class. I do talk about like actual planning strategies, how to make things happen, how to put things in your planner or your calendar or Google notes, calendar, whatever you're using. Um, How to, you know, do those strategies, how to make sure you don't forget things. How do you, like, eliminate the stress of big projects or parties or Christmas or whatever. Um, Yeah, that's all the stuff that I cover in my class and go over stuff. And I have a bunch of printables and files and stuff that you get in the class, too, to help you kind of start organizing your life and figuring out what types of planners or apps might work for you. So, yeah, that's it. It's super fun. Um, Really low-key. And it's online because I know that everybody's lives are super busy. So you can watch it at any point. You can watch it after the baby goes to bed. You can watch it in between classes or, you know, right after you watch Bachelor and you're crying over Peter. Like, huh. you can watch it, you know. And so it's that was kind of the thing I started teaching. I taught a real IRL class. And it was great, but it was short and there's so much stuff. So Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people were like, hey, could you do it online? Because I don't live in Utah or I don't have the time or I'm an introvert and it's weird to go to stuff like that, like totally understand it. So now it's online. So you can watch it from the comfort of your own bed if you would like.
0: Okay. That sounds so amazing. And I I don't know. I love like the whole like idea of the workshop. I feel like planning for me is such like a – I have so many things going on in my head and sometimes I'll like make like little like notes on my phone. But then when it comes to time for like the actual like action, I'm like up like the night before or like a couple of hours before or something. So I don't know. I feel like the oh. workshop is something that so many people can use. Thank, thank you so much for like providing it and doing it. Can you go oh. over like the details real quick? Like where do people find it? Yeah. Where do people find Absolutely. you? What's the cost?
1: Perfect. Yes. So, um, the cost $20. That's it. it is upfront cost. Oh my goodness. Um, you get, we do five days. Um, and the videos I've done a practice one, like kind of a beta test one and they usually run about 30 to 45 minutes, um, every day for a week. And then there's a Q and a question at the end of the week. Um, you get a bunch of printables, you get some printable calendars and, weekly daily spreads so that you can practice with different because sometimes you don't know what kind of planner is going to work for you right like if you have ever bought a planner and then you're like this sucks I don't like it that's that's not fun to waste money on that so I have a couple different spreads you can try out just on paper see if they work then you could go buy it um I have a recommended purchase list of my favorite planning supplies planners I've used cool shops to check out um yeah and I'll, I can help you with like I do kind of a and a session where my friends have showed me like, here's my situation. I work in this office, and I have these people to keep track of. And I show them how I might do it or different options for doing that. So that's the class. It's just five days. You can watch it. You'll have access for one month. So if you can watch it live, that's great. But you'll have access to the class for one whole month. So if you have a crazy week or whatever, um, it starts August 14th, which is next Monday. Um And all of the information, more details about the class, and my theories and philosophies of planning, you can find them on my website, DanicaHoldaway dot com. Um, And I'm on Twitter too, Danica underscore Holdaway. If you want to bounce some questions off me,
0: and uh, also you're just like a gem to follow, regardless. So even if you're not interested in planning. Yeah,
1: follow fun. me anyway. I have a lot of opinions about Arrested Development that I've just started re-watching. So that's always a thrill ride for everyone involved. I need to watch that show. It's, oh, amazing. it's <laughs> amazing. So, yeah, you can find that information, Um, I have a Facebook page called Danica Plans where I just post, like, weekly little, like, oh, here's these cool stickers I found or, oh, this is how I'm planning my meals this week. Um, and then the whole class is going to take place uh, within a Facebook group. So, you'll be added to a Facebook group after you pay. It's a private Facebook group, and then you'll have access to it for one month and be able to watch all the videos, download the files, all that jazz. So, is so that good? Awesome.
0: Any other questions? No, I think that you like to okay. such a good job of explaining it. I'm so excited for the class. I'm so excited for everyone that's going to take it. And yeah, I'm so it's fun. I'm excited. I'm so excited that I got to chat with you for so long today. Thank you so much. Yes, that was super fun. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. You are an angel. Everyone, go follow Danica. Go check out her planning workshop and tune in next week when me and a special co-host talk about the season premiere of Bachelor in Paradise. Thank you so um, much, everyone. Hey. Maybe... Okay.